This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Hey, hey, hey. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Mark Medina joins us. I'm here, Damon. What a day indeed. I can't wait. Let's go. (laughs) I love that. Today is the day? Today is the exciting day of the week. Uh, Mm -hmm. Recording this on on Friday this week. Got a great show for you. Uh, We'll talk about the uh, sort of uh, tumbleweeds that are blowing by in terms of Sony's uh, first party exclusives that are coming this year. Talk a little bit about what we're playing like uh, Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered and Helldivers. But first, let's talk about that uh, Xbox uh, business update uh, that was um, uh, shared yesterday on the official Xbox YouTube channel and expertly hosted by one Tina Amini. Shout out to Tina. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of uh, hubbub leading up to this. It's been the talk of the town for the past week. The 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 most uh, mm, dramatic uh, out there were worried that <laughs> Xbox yeah. is going to go full Sega, leave the console business. And they're only a software publisher now, but of course, that's not mm-hmm. the case. So mm-hmm. uh, the broad strokes, if you, in case you hadn't seen it. They've decided four previously Xbox console exclusives will be coming to other platforms. They did not name the games, but uh, all signs point to them being Sea of Thieves, Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, and Grounded. And while they mentioned Nintendo Switch during this presentation, I think it's <clears> interesting. <throat> they At no point did they say the word PlayStation. Never said. Mm. Uh, interesting comments from Phil Spencer. They said, believe- they said Sony, right? Didn't they say something about being the biggest publisher on, on Sony's platform? He, he actually did say the word PlayStation. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. it's when yeah. he says we are the big, we're one of the biggest publishers on PlayStation and Nintendo. And gotcha. Switch. They, they actually show these really quick slides, and then it is kind of mind-blowing to see the things they're publishing on Switch and PlayStation when they're like kind of just back-to-back. And then he says, of course, including Minecraft. Oh, you know, yeah. that was like the, the qualification that he made. Yeah. yeah. But it's a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, let's stop there uh, before we go on to some other details. Those four games, you know, they've all been out. They're smaller games. Not, mm-hmm. not, to, not, that's not a comment on their quality, but they're smaller games and they've been out for a while. Surely it's not that big a deal. Well, and, and, and you said to... they, they, they fit into two categories. Mm-hmm. One is that it's games that uh, could, are, are smaller games that were never meant to be like a big, sellable console exclusive, Mm -hmm. but may have a second life being sold on other platforms, right? That Mm -hmm. was one class. And then the other class he said was games that have cross-platform play potential or games that have big communities, might not necessarily have cross-play, but might just have a big community that could all talk about the game together because they're online games, Mm -hmm. even if they're on different platforms. So like, if those are like the two buckets, then it's like, that that is like pretty pretty standard strategy, Mm -hmm. I think. 
right? It doesn't yeah. say it's smart. Yeah. We had C- to, certainly smart. We had to endure a week of everyone losing their <laughs> minds in order and, for and because of one, right? Because yeah. Starfield, because, yeah. because Starfield, because yeah. Starfield, well, and Indiana Starfield. Jones, right? Yeah. And Indiana Jones, yeah. which, which yeah. neither seemed to be true. Yeah, they confirmed. Did few... Tina ask directly about Indiana Jones? She did. Yeah, right at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. And Starfield. Yeah. It's at least <laughs> not one of these four. But but what's what's weird about it though is that he in the podcast outright denies says that okay so he says that those four games are not Starfield and not Indiana Jones. People took that as is those games will not not ever come to PlayStation. That's not what he right, said. Right, he right. said that yeah. those sure. four games are not yeah. those because then he talked to The Verge right after where he said Indiana Jones and Starfield mm-hmm. not off the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like Pentiment, like it makes total sense, right? Like, and I think we even talked about it on the show when we were speculating two weeks ago. Like, you know, they have they have the math that shows them that the revenue that they have to gain by putting a game like Hi-Fi Rush or Pentiment on, you know, making it multi-platform is greater than what they would have to lose by like, well, that's one less game that you can only get on Game Pass or Xbox. So easy math, easy decision making on Microsoft's part. I think that the community games also make sense. Like, you know, if it is grounded in Sea of Thieves, these are games that just will benefit from mm-hmm. being on as many platforms and screens as possible and sort of having this critical mass of gaming community groundswell sort of behind them versus making them a console exclusive. So, mm. you know, like it makes sense. I don't, I, I, I like, look, my, the Xbox Series X is my favorite console. I actually like it more than the PlayStation 5. It's the one I play the most, but there's kind of no denying that Sony's eating their lunch a little bit, right? Like they're so far ahead at this point. Yep. And Game Pass, like, what was it the stat like two years ago? Game Pass, they wanted to have a hundred million Game Pass subscribers mm-hmm. by whatever X date. And like they're so far, like they're not <laughs> even close. So it's like they have to, like, you know, as a fan, I really love my Xbox. Like from just kind of like a business analysis standpoint, it's like they gotta, they gotta make a change. So the, you know, I, I get it. The big question I have, and th- this is when the floodgates are really going to open. So I know, I know, I know the the talks have been there, but the, the and everyone's afraid to of it happening. Would be live service games, right? Coming to more platforms, uh, it, it was kind of part of their strategy, right? When it comes to Sea of Thieves and Grounded, but like, how long until Halo Infinite becomes part of that topic as well? That's 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 I don't when think it's really going to start. Anymore. I think that's this Halo's done. But but they, but they are still supporting Halo Infinite multiplayer. Enjoy, enjoy so your release, like, everybody. <laughs> Halo and Gears. They're like, we're just, nah, we're good. Man, I want a new Gears of like War it. game so bad. Perfect Dark, I, on the other hand. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Let's not. That's a sore subject for me. <laughs> I mean, they announced, they, I think they, they gave the first sort of, you know, we've had these like back channel updates on Game Pass subscriber numbers. But I think today was the first kind of like official from the horse's mouth update in like two years where they're at like 31 million subs now which like mm-hmm. look 34 like, i think we have 34 and so like that's like you know if their average revenue per user is nine dollars or ten dollars like that's such a huge like they've made this multi-billion dollar subscription service like it's amazing mm-hmm. and they've completely uh you know reshaped the landscape of video games forever but like but it's not it's not as big as they need it to be or wanted mm-hmm. it to be not even close and so like <laughs> That's where, like, I'm a little bit afraid. Like, I love Game Pass so much that I'm a little bit afraid of, like, oh, like, I hope that they don't. I hope that I, I just I hope it sticks around. Like, I hope that they're in it for the long haul. Like, it seems like they are. Like, I don't want to be a sky is falling kind of person myself. But, um, you know, I don't know. It's been it's been so great that I hope it just continues to be sort of the excellent value that it's been up to now. Well, we I don't know out. enough about it, but is Diablo a good addition to Game Pass? Is that like a big deal? I mean, well, I know it's a big game. The but, like, game do is want good. To play that? People are just kind of disgusted by the monetization of it. Yeah. So yeah. Diablo has a Diablo problem, but it's not like it would be. It's not like a console issue. Like people liked it on console. Like, I mean, but, it's, oh yeah, oh, I yeah think it's, it was a PC it's game. fine. I think I think the bigger deal about this is the fact that it's the first of the yep. the Activision Blizzard floodgate, right? Yeah, exactly. It's their uh, first big see... AAA game. Are we going to see, you, you know, Diablo three and one and two next and then Starcraft it, and then it, eventually okay, okay. World of Warcraft? Like, you know, that that's and, and Call of Duty. Kicking. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Can, can I, Damien, can I just ask the community something really quick? Of course. I, I just have a request. Okay. Can we please stop, like, especially during the exclusivity part? Can we please stop, like, 
just lapping up everything these CEOs and executives say, right? Because this is clearly like an evolving thing and they're going to, there's every bit of this podcast was planned, right? Hey, some games are coming game to PlayStation. <laughs> yes, no, I planned no, all of sorry. it. Sorry, the nope. Xbox one. It was a hell of a rehearsal. Once we um, got to Mark's monologue, I didn't think he would, he would stick the landing, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, no interruptions either. It's great. But uh, <laughs> they do the they do the whole thing where it's like, hey, here's a little bit of, not for us, but maybe for people who want exclusive games, here's a little bit of bad news. We are going to go ahead and give away some of our exclusives to competitors' platforms. But also, Diablo 4 is coming to, like, we're happy to announce that Diablo 4 is coming to, 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 to Game Pass. And it's always this, like, here's the bad and here's the good. And I, it's like, I really need the community to understand what corporations are doing when they're trying to, like, deliver bad news and then trying to get you excited for things. It's like, this is a an evolving thing everything that phil said is going to it's probably going to change right these four games are a test to see if this is profitable and i promise you that if it's super profitable this is just the beginning right like (laughs) just how it is I think you can say that with any business. <laughs> if they're doing well, something know, super profitable. It's- which is why I'm saying that we need to stop letting, you know, I love Phil, but like we need to stop letting Phil Spencer say a thing and just be like, sure, we can only operate off of facts, but we can't just be like, well, Phil said it's just these four games. So Starfield's never coming. It's like, that's bullshit. If this super works, Starfield is coming. And if it doesn't, then Starfield's not coming. But like, I don't well, know, but I, just... I think I think the important thing, Mark, is that PlayStation fans really dodged a bullet, right? Because Starfield's not. <laughs> I agree. Coming. Starfield's not that sick good. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time. All I'm saying is there was a time where Phil Spencer said that not every game was coming to PC, right. and now every game comes to PC. So. Yeah. So there's, there's an element games. of like you know an official like it, like that podcast is corporate communications, right? Like it's different yeah. than a than a journalist journalistic podcast. So it's like. Mm-hmm. It's engineered to like, you know, one, two punch you with like bad news, good news, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. So people need to listen to this stuff with the discerning ear. And then the other half of it is, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a toe dip, right? Like it's, it's a test. Let's see how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that much is also pretty clear. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like these four games and then done forever, right? They're, it's a test and then they're going to see how it goes. I thought that rant was going to be about taking rumors with a grain of salt because boy, <laughs> I mean, Boy, did that, that rumor that, that well. was, <laughs> yeah. Who I don't that know. really got around this time. I mean, like yeah. the expectation, and like I, I mean, almost that you know this this whole incident happened because of like I guess leaks and I guess rumors, but like it was a mixture of both, and you know that's what built this up so much, right? Is that people are like, well, what if Starfield? Like that was the question, but like that wasn't the question ever. Yeah. Yeah, there is a layer of truth, though, to all of those rumors still, right? He said about the one-year exclusivity, and the rumor for Starfield is that it's going to launch on PlayStation when Shattered Sky comes out this fall. Yeah, That'll you be a year after that. Starfield. I mean, this is the broken sure, clock sure. rumor mill. I mean, right, right. It's, it's like one of these weeks, somebody's going to say the Switch 2 is going to be announced next week, and it's going to happen. But it happens mm-hmm. every week anyway. Yeah. yeah. If you if you just throw every rumor at the wall, one of them's eventually going to stick. Yeah, I mean, our news team knows this well. We absolutely don't cover certain people because it, it seems like they're right one out of 100 times. Exactly. And they get a lot of attention when they're right at one out of 100 times. Yeah. But like the other 99 times are like should be an embarrassment, but they're not because people have short memories or they're not aware of their profiles or whatever. The people just are gas bags, right? They just like are just emitting BS constantly. And then they just hit this one thing on a podcast. It's just like, that's so frequent. It's like, it's just part of news in every part of news. Like it's, it's entertainment, it's games, it's, it's politics. It's just very yeah. funny that, that that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, just because of our business, we have, you know, sometimes we know about things that are coming down the line, but I think Scoop Nation would know, like, we don't talk about those things on this show. Like we don't, mm-hmm. we don't leak anything on this show because like we're we're professionals um we should point out they said they confirmed uh game pass is not coming to any other platform so that will remain an xbox exclusive service for now mm-hmm. yeah for, for An- now. another another for big now. rumor was that they were going to stop day and date and uh you know for new releases and they yeah. 
were very clear to debunk that, and they said that that was not going to be. A it thing. is Game Pass just on Xbox right now? Like I, I'm at, I'm asking PC. that because I know it's on PC. Yeah, but like yeah, I guess PC. the other things it could come to besides consoles would be like smart devices and phones, right? Like that's that's well, it is on market. smart devices. It, it's it's on cloud. Yeah, yeah. What what's that? Cloud. Like, yeah. like you, you can, can use it on your stream phone. your Game Pass oh, games from oh, oh, cloud. Oh yes, 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 yes. But you can't install a game and play it like regularly. That that's what's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would love to know what Sony thinks about all this and these four games coming to PlayStation. Like, is Sony annoyed by this? Because, you know, know, Xbox thinks this will be good for its business. So does that annoy Sony? I don't think think legally they can they can prevent Microsoft from publishing its games on its platform. That is absolutely true. Yes, they approve every game that comes out. They're not just like, oh man, we don't want this on our platform. No, 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 no. You see the shovelware that's available in these services. So they would have to have like, what's their reason? They can't just be like, no, we don't want to. I don't think. I don't. I mean, you know, like this. I remember a stat from a decade ago that the second biggest maker of like Mac software on Earth was Microsoft. You know, Mm -hmm. making Apple software because Microsoft Word and Excel. You know, mm-hmm. so Apple is number one and then Microsoft is number two. And like this strikes me as a situation kind of similar, like on a case by case basis, studio by studio, product by product, like they'll evaluate. Does it make sense to be on mm-hmm. PlayStation? And I don't, I don't think Sony cares, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they still get their what, like 30 percent cut. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure they're just like, well, we'll see how it goes for them. But in the meantime, we'll just collect the free money that they're going to give us by porting their games to our platform. Mm-hmm. All right. You don't think Sony cares? All right. <laughs> were there um, other news tidbits that we missed I, i'm trying to there's yep, the hardware yeah, stuff there's the hardware stuff i hardware, want to talk okay. about so okay. uh i think okay. it was uh sarah bond said exciting stuff coming up with hardware we're going to share this holiday and of yeah. course the leaked ftc documents last year so they had a, a mid-generation refresh coming this holiday that was that all digital much uglier xbox series x model but it sounds like that's not what they're it, like it sounds like maybe those slides were older that's not the hardware that they're alluding to well, they've also said, this is a quote, and what we're focused on there is delivering the largest technical leap you will ever, you will have ever seen in a hardware generation, which makes it better for players and better for creators and the visions they're building. The largest <laughs> technical leap you will have ever seen in a hardware generation. So it's going to be more impressive than moving from Super Nintendo to PlayStation. Well, Every I, I don't, I don't the, the way that I read that is the biggest mid-gen refresh. Yeah, within the, the generation. Yeah. Maybe mm. is what okay. that is. So it's the okay. biggest 0. 0.5. It's like a right. system 0. 0.75. The biggest 0. 0.5 is how I read it as well. Okay. I read it as next gen, but regardless, I mean, that is such a meaningless statement. Like <laughs> that every console developer since the beginning of time has said those words, right? This exactly. is the biggest. It's more like, it's more like it's more like what else are they gonna say? It's like yeah. ah, it's pretty it's pretty you know, it's pretty good. It's a pretty have, right, exactly. Pretty good of course they're going yeah. to tell you that it's the most powerful console they've ever made. We have great. a mid-gen refresh coming, but it's not that great. Don't even really. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> that like was them. such a nothing burger statement that people are just running with. They're like, oh, the next Xbox this is going to be this powerhouse. Well, like, the, the data is today every, is important, though, because the fall is, is sure. interesting for anything. Yeah, I mean, there is an element of like, it, it, so yeah, you have to take what they say with a grain of salt. But still, the mm-hmm. fact that they said it, they're projecting a lot of like, out, like they didn't have to. They could have said, hey, we'll have hardware news. Stay tuned, you know, a few months. Yeah. But like. They're projecting out a lot of confidence about this refresh that like, you know, like they know what they're saying. Like they wouldn't be doing that unless they felt like they had a real winning product. So, you know, mm-hmm. I- I'm excited to see more. I'm very excited about the handheld rumors. Um, yeah. I love that product category so much. You know, the Steam decks and the, and the allies and, the mm-hmm. you know, I'm a fan of like a, like a company like Retroid is making cool, cool handheld gaming PCs uh, right now that like, you know, um, I would love to see an official Microsoft take on a device like that. Hey, well, and the so rumor. The, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sam. Well, the the PlayStation four point five and the Xbox what was it the Pro? Those 5.5? were uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about the old generation. Okay. So gotcha. when when those came out, they were uh, they they introduced the performance versus graphical mode on console. That was mm. the first time we got that. And I think it'd be great if these ones closed the loop on that. And the big selling point was you can run performance and graphical mode at the same time. Ooh. Wouldn't that be amazing? It's a, it's a PC. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even PC, you got the options, right? But yeah. it would just be, it would be great if that was like, you know, they're just like, everything looks good and has great frame rates. 
the the rumor with the handheld is that uh, the dock is going to have hardware built into it, which is something I kind of always wish the Switch had, right? It's like, here's the handheld version of a game, but if you dock it, there's hardware in the dock that will help, like, kind of improve the games. That That's the big thing with the Microsoft one. Well, the Switch does have excited. that, but it, we're talking about, like, single-digit percentage points. I don't think so. Right, right. I'm talking, like, yeah, on the go, it can play in just performance mode, but it, it, it or well, just... 30 fps but if you dock it it's 60 fps you know yeah that's, i mean i guess that's, that's a yeah justin you're, you're probably right because it like it displays higher res on tvs but not because of what the dock is doing right it's just because the mode it's in yeah there's no there's no hardware there's no power in the dock i think it's just the device it's power draw on the device if i recall i mean the switch is mm-hmm. old i haven't really thought about this stuff in several years but i think it I think some games run a little bit better docked because they don't need to worry about battery life was mm-hmm. my memory, but I can't recall. That's really interesting. I mean, it's like, it, it'd be really, uh, you know, it's kind of like the 32 X, right? You could like stick, stick your, your system together with something else that all of a sudden it's doing a little bit better graphics or something. Well, switching to Sony, um, and we start. We, we talked early in the year how uh, at the beginning of 2024 we found ourselves in the strange situation where Microsoft had a bunch of first-party exclusives coming, and Sony did not. And we're kind of like waiting, like, what, okay, what's when is Sony going to announce its big game or games for uh, 2024? And it, as it turns out, probably not going to. Probably not going to release any big first-party uh, like from its known franchises. Uh, This quote comes from uh, the new uh, head of Sony Interactive Entertainment, who said, regarding first-party software, we aim to continue to focus on producing high-quality works and developing live-service games. Gross. But while major projects are currently under development, (laughs) we do not plan to release any new major existing franchise titles next fiscal year, which is this year till next April, like God of War Ragnarok and Spider-Man 2. What a gut punch. It's like it, it's like the Invincible meme, right? It's like, PlayStation fans, I can't wait for when I get to play new games. And they say, that's the neat part. You don't get to play new games. <laughs> I mean, what I a did. week for what a week for console war comms, too. It's yeah. like, I got, I got, there's this big elaborate the plan thing. You got to match the same energy or the comments are going to kill me. Where are these games at, dude? Like, what are they doing? Because <laughs> it, it is very it is very confusing why... Uh, it, it's did been, Jim I mean, Ryan like screw us with his games of service push? Like it's been a like, long time since PlayStation did not release a big first party game uh, in, in also, a year. I, looking a, back, when you go back to 2019, I believe the only big game they had was Days Gone, which was a, a disappointment to some. That was like the last year that they w- wasn't a big. They didn't have a big awesome release. What's going on? It's not at the it's not at the beginning or end of the console generation. We're yeah. right in like the prime this of the we're right in the middle of it. They should be cranking them out now. Yeah. Yeah. Last year we had what Spider-Man and the Horizon DLC, which is like, okay, yeah. Spider-Man was great, but yeah. um and, and then, then, the year, and then before that and then was their Ragnarok PSVR launch. And Forbidden West. <sighs> yeah. Right. Still, and one then or this two year games a year is like very little though. Like Nintendo's been yeah. really outpacing that. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm worried about video games in general, man. I've said it on I've said it <laughs> on sure. Scoop many times. It just feels like the big AAA video game space. It's like the development cycles are infinitely long now, like five years if you know what you're doing, or sometimes it's nine years, and then a game like uh, Suicide Squad comes out. Like it just feels like it feels like it's so impossible to make like that big high budget experience anymore. Well, and yeah. Spider-Man was kind of an eye-opener, right? Because that game, while while we now know that it sold well because they released the 10 million figure early the, earlier this week, um, that game made like it cost like $300 million to make, which is yeah. like that's an insane number for a video game. Mm-hmm. You know? That's like a that's like an Infinity War. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird situation. And, and, you know, it's not like PS5 has no games coming or no even exclusive games. They're just third party exclusives. And it's just, it, it's strange because, like, the whole thing PlayStation has become known for over the past two generations is their first party, you know, AAA, prestige, single player, narrative driven games. And they don't have any yep. coming out right I mean, now. 
We speaking yeah. of Days Gone, that game was in 2019. What has Ben been doing since then? It's, yeah, that was five <laughs> years ago. W- wanting to make Days Gone two and not being allowed to. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. working on. They're obviously working like they're working on a game, but like that's kind of an illustration no. of what I'm talking about, right? It's like you can look at these studios, you know, websites or whatever the Wikipedia pages, and like two to three, like you know, Uncharted one, two, and three came out in like fairly short order, and now Naughty Dog has to take five years to make a game. Like that's. No one's doing anything wrong. I'm not saying these companies are uh, uh, mismanaged or anything like that. It's just it, the complexity has gotten so high and the requirements around what it means to make a game like that, that it just, it really feels unsustainable. I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. Ghost of, well, Sh- I, Ghost of Tsushima was 2020. Yep. That was the, that was the one I was just going to mention. Like if you would have told me that Ghost of Tsushima two was going to be 2024, like that would make sense. Cause it's like <laughs> once, once a dev, you kind of see it with like Spider-Man and, and God of war. Once they kind of figure out that like loop, it, it, it seems like the development time for the sequel is a little bit quicker. Cause they like yeah. for Spider-Man, it's like, we've nailed the swinging. We've nailed what you do in this game. Uh, and now we'll just make the second one. Uh, and same thing. got a war. And it's like, I'm very surprised that Ghost of Tsushima, we nothing from sucker punch. And, yeah, not and even clearly, announced, right? It's not even announced. this year. Nope. It's, it's, it's also strange. like, I, I just a complete like side tangent topic to this. Like the, the it's really, really interesting to me that games don't sync very well with movies right now and that there's a huge Wolverine movie coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they can't sort out how to get a Wolverine game out alongside of it, Dude. like, obviously, it's totally reasonable that they can't because they started at different timelines and everything. But, like, time was that there would be no world in which there was a Wolverine game out without the big Wolverine game or the movie next mm-hmm. to it. You know? That's, and this just happened with other stuff. Too. Why wasn't... Indiana Jones and the Great Circle out with Dial yeah, of Destiny. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I think the production timeline for games is all screwed up because the Wolverine Insomniac game was announced in September 2021. But now mm-hmm. we know like it wasn't actually fully in development then. Like it was just like they just mm-hmm. they just like put together a cool trailer to make the announcement. And then they're like, okay, we'll get started on that game sometime soon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Elder Scrolls Six, <laughs> that yeah. game was announced in what, yes. 2018, 2019? Something like that. And like, we won't see that for a long, long time. (laughs) I want to go back to Phil's uh, comment about how exclusive games are going to be a smaller part of the industry. Do we think that's true also for PlayStation and Nintendo? Mm. Yeah, I I don't know about Nintendo, but PlayStation for sure. Because there was a time during the PS4 generation, right? Where like nothing was coming to PC. Uh, okay, so it depends on what you mean by exclusive. Console exclusive or regular exclusive? Because it's like PlayStation, you know, eight years ago was not releasing anything on PC. And I mean, now everything, even though it's late, everything is, except for Helldivers, everything is now coming to PC. Forbidden West is comes out next month. Uh, you have to assume Ragnarok is probably this year um, on PC. Yeah. Um, so... I think that Helldivers is a turning point for Sony, in my opinion. I think I think it's yeah. got to be very eye-opening for them. Yeah, well, because with Helldivers, it was this big hubbub where it's like it's the biggest Steam game that PlayStation's ever produced. And it's like, well, that's a low bar beating God of War, given that God of War came to Steam three or four years after the – or uh, <clears throat> I think it was three years after <clears throat> the game came on PlayStation. Like, it's, it's not that hard to beat that record. <laughs> Um, so I'm sure plus I think in their financial thing, they mentioned about how they want to start doing faster on PC. And Sam, what yeah, do you, I mean, go ahead. well then, so, you know, you asked about Nintendo, yeah. like Mario as, you know, an intellectual property or IP or just character or whatever is worth more than anything that Sony owns or Microsoft owns probably both companies combined. We're talking about like, you know, Disney level stuff here. Mm-hmm. Then they also have Zelda, right? Like mm-hmm. these are these are things that like they have set up to be so much more culturally impactful for them only than any other company that we're talking about has. Like the, Master Chief never became that. You know, Kratos is not going to become that. Like this yeah. is just not happening. You know, and, mm-hmm. and Mario is just like there's they have no reason not to keep on making hardware and putting out their own games and doing whatever they want with their own stuff and not letting anybody touch it. Yeah. It's just that's just this. I think other companies wanted to go for that at one point, but I don't think they need to or can now. I agree. I think Nintendo's the exception. They don't they don't give mm-hmm. enough. They do. They're just doing whatever they want. 
Yeah, I can picture the next God of War being day and date with PC uh, or Death Stranding 2 or, or anything like the next Horizon. I don't ever picture playing Mario on PC. Like, I just don't see that ever <laughs> happening. You got to play it on your phone for a little bit. That's true. That's <laughs> Mario actually, Run. That was a fun game. That's actually a good point. Like, you know, like Nintendo what, I basically bowed to shareholder pressure, right? Like, you know, was was kind of the Wii U era. Yeah, exactly. They were, they were, you know, like in the pits of despair, like they didn't really have much (laughs) of a choice. But then they about, then they explicitly said they're going to stop, which is like another crazy thing that Nintendo did, right? They're like, eh, we're not going to focus on the mobile market anymore. Like, really? You're not even just going to like keep that, you know, Animal Crossing money flowing? Like, they just don't, (laughs) it's just so strange. Yep. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, speaking of Helldivers, obviously hey. huge success. Mark, you've been playing it and you were recommending that I check it out. I thought maybe it wouldn't be for me because it's so multiplayer focused. Yeah. But you think I'll still so, enjoy it? I, I, I think so because I've been playing it solo a lot and I, I, I'd love people to, to mention in the comments how they've been playing it. So yeah, you can match make, you can find friends to play with, or you can just like join people's existing games on the map. Like you'll could, you could see that they're just like partway through a mission and you could just drop in and help them. Uh, but I've kind of just been preferring to play by myself. If my friends are not available, uh, there are builds for this game 
that are totally viable uh, to be, you know, played solo, like the guard dog and sentry turrets and stuff like that. It's, of course, challenging because you have zero people to back you up. You don't get their stratagems as well. So it's like it's always going to be a little bit harder. But I I think it's totally viable to just play this game by yourself. You just play it a little differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, You drop more mines. You use the mortar more where it's like. And then I played with my friends, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm never going to drop mines because I'll just blow them up, right?" It's just, it's just a different way to play. But uh, I played last night with my uh, with a coworker and a friend, and they logged off, and I played for another hour just by myself. And and yeah, throughout the just week, landmining random people on your team. Yeah, well, because I mean, they're deadly, man. Those mines, they'll get you. Well, so I'm confused. Uh, <laughs> what, what we were just seeing that top down, that like top down view. Yeah. I thought that's what the game was, but it's more like no. this. It's more yeah, like so close up behind the shoulder. He's showing this is the preview. So he's showing the evolution between Helldivers oh, okay. 1 and Helldivers 2. Okay, gotcha. Helldivers <laughs> 1 was a top down, uh, yeah, kind okay. of, you know, shooter like this. This is a third person shooter. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, but it's really, but it's really funny. Like the whole thing is supposed to be like you live on super earth and you're defending the galaxy and so it's like it's very like well, it's, america like you're spreading democracy and starship the troopers, right? starship troopers 100 percent. yeah they'll yell stuff like how about a nice cup of liberty and uh if you shoot a machine gun for t- so long and uh without reloading your character will just start like maniacally laughing and just be like <laughs> like it's it's great it's hilarious but it's also just it's so polished and just feels so good to play. I, I recommend checking it out. And it's mainly like horde mode style gameplay. It's like PVE or something. Like how does it's, it work? It's it's only PVE, which is funny because people are clamoring for PvP, and mm-hmm. uh, they asked the developers, and the developers, I think it was like yesterday or the day before, uh, they were uh, they were like, "Are you guys ever going to add a PvP mode?" And they were like, "No, go yeah. play Tarkov." Like they know what their game is. Uh, And so, yeah, you're basically you're dropped on a planet. You have like 35 minutes, depending on the mission. And you could run around and there's all these like minor points of interest. And so you can collect you're collecting samples and currency and stuff like that. Um, But then there's usually a side objective and then the main mission and then you extract. And that's the flow of basically every match. And so what the uh, that's the other kind of great thing about it is it's like I'm going to go to bed soon. So I'm just going to, like, jump in, do a mission, and extract, right? Ten minutes. Or I have an hour to play. I'm going to just do everything on this map, and I'm going to leave with, like, all the samples. Every minor point of interest has been scoured. Like, you can choose how much you get out of one round. Uh, and that's another reason why I kind of like it. Is Why are these robots too. so mad? <laughs> because they don't want democracy. Mm. But you're going to give it, it to them, and it's going to be lead-based democracy, and they're just <laughs> going to have to deal with it. <laughs> like, I understand why the big bugs are mad. They're just mad. Yeah, yeah. Did the bugs that, make the robots? I don't know. This game's got, like, no story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, check you just jump in and play. <laughs> I'll check out this weekend. Uh, something I started up last night was the Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remastered, which was, man, it was a trip. So uh, the original Tomb Raider... That's like my um, sophomore year in college. I remember that's like one of that and uh, Final Fantasy VII and Symphony of the Night, living in the dorms, playing those games. But I haven't played Tomb Raider since then. Not once Mm -hmm. since then in whatever, 30 years, 25 years, something. So this package is, uh, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very nice to have. It's nice to be have access, easy access to these games today. But man, it told it, Sam, I wish Digital Eclipse had done this. It'd be so, yeah, such a nicer package. Uh, it's just kind of the games. And it's kind of bare bones. You can. It's cool that with the just by tapping the start button, you can switch to modernized graphics and have the original graphics. And they, you can use the original tank controls. That's, that's really nice. Controls. I re- I really do like the graphic switch. Like yeah. it's super cool. Yeah, that's nice. But the games are so they're just really really clunky, and um, you know that's that's not a surprise. I, it's just. I wish there was a little bit. I wish there was like a an onboard an onboarding service to this uh, remaster for basically everyone, people who played it back in the day and who have never played the games because the games are really clunky and just like leap climbing up on a ledge or grab, grabbing a ledge is difficult and cumbersome. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's what all. control scheme. Are you playing on? I'm doing the modern one. Using the modern okay. control scheme. 
Yeah, I, I we we I, I, I'm gonna try this out myself. But uh, until then, um, we captured a little bit of every single game and put it up. And so I, I watched that whole video um, because I really the cutscenes in Tomb Raider are really funny to revisit. <laughs> it is funny because they have like pretty cool camera work and setup. Um, and then like you know, amazingly, they have fingers. Um, but everything just looks so funny and like yeah. not like it's just so hard to take seriously. And the game takes itself seriously more than you'd think yeah. considering what the game is. But like these cut scenes, like there's a lot of like facial reaction shots. And then the face, like, you know, like <laughs> the mouth just moves up the oval of the face. Yeah. It's so funny. And they just, they had such a hard time making any edge rounded, right? Everything yeah. is a hard jagged edge. And it's funny in in the first Tomb Raider, there's not much of like a setup or an introduction to Laris, nope. and I don't remember. So all the heavy lifting for sort of like selling this is that character. the dragon one? I, I get them mixed up. Is that the one with the the intro in ancient China with the dragon, or that might be the second I one? No, so. yeah, no. one just the like, first intro. Maybe it's just outside this. That's the one with the wolves. Yes. So right outside this cave, like her, she has like somebody leading her up the mountain. Yeah. And then these wolves come out, and it is so just chaotic, like polygon. BS. It's so funny. She it's looks, so funny. But it, they really tried to shoot it like like a Spielberg scene. You know, she looks like she's running on a treadmill everywhere yeah. she goes. I mean, <laughs> like the original Tomb Raider in a modern context is not. It's not a good video game at all, right? Like it's so clunky. <laughs> you have to remember that, like you know, this was like early, like two years before this, we were all playing like Sonic the Hedgehog three, right? And this is what we got right yeah. after that. So it's oh, like it, it was amazing for its time. But, yeah. you know, but it's not stood the test of time. I think it has a cool vibe. Like, it's very, it's very solitary. Laura's, for the most part, she's just alone in these, in these uh, caverns and corridors. And I, it's, it's cool to, like, listen to this, what they did with the sound design at the time. I actually think yeah. it's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, there's no, like, there's no introduction of this character. And so uh, all the heavy lifting for selling Lara Croft to the world must have been done by marketing and the media. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you're just starting yeah. up the game, not knowing anything about it, you're just there's not really oh, sort yeah, of a huh? big celebration of it's Lara Croft, our new you know video game heroine. And like, well, game developers didn't know like you know just voice acting was new in games yeah. too. Yeah. So like you know like no, it's not very good voice acting by 2024 standards, but like it was very good for back mm-hmm. then. Like it was really it was really really well done and really impressive. Mm-hmm. 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 And I agree with the fans that, you know, there's a, a segment of the Tomb Raider fandom that would love to see a modern game in this Tomb Raider style. That's more about the precise puzzle platforming. And I agree. I would love to see what that would be like today. Yeah. 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 Because they really kind of ended up being more about shooting and secrets and stuff in, in kind of an uncharted way. Right. But like the, mm-hmm. this game, even though it's hard to revisit platforming wise, it really is about jumping a lot. Right? Oh, yeah. Very precisely. It's fun that she has unlimited ammo for her dual pistols. Yeah, that's cool too. I I love I love when games are just like have all the ammo you want. Yeah. Why, why are we going to waste time making you pick up ammo? Just here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam and Justin, anything you're playing of note? Uh, I am replaying Hogwarts Legacy because I never finished it the last time around. Um. Oh. I continue to be very, very impressed with that game on, you know, on a gameplay level. Um, you know, I shared some stuff about it when I was playing last year. I don't know that I have much to add, except that, like, you know, I, I had no complaints last year. It was such an impressive, fun video game to play through. But I didn't I didn't finish it. Right. It was the same thing that I say in video games a lot, which is um, uh, that there's, you know, there's 15 or 20 hours of good game here, but it's a 40 hour game. And so mm-hmm. I just stop. I stop when I've had enough. But for whatever reason, this time around. I feel much more motivated. Like I think I'm probably gonna hundred percent it. Like you know, I just it's got its claws. Oh, no. in, it's got its claws into me pretty deep. But Mark, I don't know if you played it. It's not. It's not really. It's a very hundred percentable game and like a very yeah. reasonable. It's not unreasonable in like you know the junk it asks you to do. Yeah, I, I had no idea you were gonna talk about Hogwarts Legacy. It it is still my my wallpaper because I I love that <laughs> game. Uh, <laughs> I I just think the art's really really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's just hard because the uh, the Merlin trials. There's like 151 of them, and so it's like doing them all is is quite the task. And then and when you say 100, percent I don't know if that means platinum or not, but oh, there's yeah. one really bullshit trophy that I hate. I, I haven't even <laughs> looked at the trophy list. But yeah, the the Merlin trials. The part that I don't like about them is that you have to watch this. It's not even very long. It's like a 
that ending cutscene. Yeah, there's like a it's yeah. literally two seconds. There's this little two second cutscene of these like vines winding around. And like I have now watched that over a hundred times. <laughs> like Bro. it's like and I, and yeah. like and I know I know you can't skip it, but I'm still like nope. mashing the X button every single time. So like yeah. that that's getting under my skin a little bit. But like you know, overall, man, what a game! Yeah, this game's great. It's it's kind of weird. Did he just kill a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> This was kind what of this, hell? this weird like <laughs> juxtaposition because it's like this game came out and and uh, I I think I said it on the last game scoop and some people gave me shit over it. It was like it was like uh, I said this game has no microtransactions, which it doesn't, but it did have like special editions uh, where you got like special uh, robes and stuff like that. Well, so it's but like, then it's like yeah, it's WB right? It was the best selling right, game, best selling right. game of last year, twenty some uh, million the year. Y- yeah. units. Yeah. And it was single player only and it does it, you know, and it's not filled with microtransaction garbage. It's just, it's a full complete game. And then like WB, what lesson did they take away from that with Suicide Squad, right? Like same, same company, same publisher. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, like putting the two against each other is an interesting sort of of thought experiment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe oh. Suicide Squad's made just as much money in, in two weeks. So. <laughs> That's true. From people <laughs> buying, uh, yeah, Harley Quinn, you know, outfits. Um, well, speaking of, uh, I, I can't go get into this, but speaking of putting two games together as an interesting thought experiment, it's in, very interesting to play Tomb Raider one through three remastered alongside another game of that era remake. Right at the same time, it's like, whoa, this is a this is a, a fun pairing. Um, <laughs> Sam, anything to share? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I fully switched to a game that, that I can't talk about right now. Um, however, I did just get uh, access to um, Skull and Bones, which I frequently call Sea of Thieves. So yep. spare, <laughs> bear with me here. Um, but uh, Skull and Bones, uh, uh, the, all reports uh, that Mark and I have been talking about a lot uh, for work, all reports are that it's just a big Ubisoft single player boat game, which I'm like, here yeah, for. That's, so. that's what Mark was saying. It's It's like more of a single player game. Is that right? Yeah, if you want to play it, Damon, and you have time, let me know. I, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's really just like yeah, like it, I don't have time. It sounds I don't like have time to- for a seven right now. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it, we just we Aww. just rated it today. But yeah, apparently it has you know like it, well apparently it has treasure maps, which I really like that kind of, that yeah. kind of puzzle solving as an open world. I really do like broadside ship battle gameplay. So you know, as long as I can. Um, you know, ward off the the multiplayer demons and play this game and, and have a a rewarding time with it. I think I'm going to give it a whirl. Man, yeah. But I, as you I, sail I, around, I'm out of time, so you know it is time. <laughs> as you sail around, you will see other people just sailing around as well. But I've yet to be attacked by anybody, and I've probably sunk not an insane amount of time, maybe like ten hours. But like you do see people, and uh, me and my wife were doing a mission, and he was doing the same mission, and he never once attacked us. We just worked on it together. Like we never mm-hmm. partied up, but we just worked on it together, like taking down the mm-hmm. tower and stuff like that. They, it's annoying dying in this game, and so people just don't want to invite it at all. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Assassin's Creed Four is absolutely my favorite Assassin's Creed, even after the the contemporary ones. I, I just really, really liked the ship stuff and that. I love the legendary ships and how to figure out how to kill them. It was really, really cool. And so, you know, I, I could get down with this, but it does look like it's pretty involved. I was a little annoyed to find out. I think Mark, you and I talked about this that there mm-hmm. are missions that are time resets, which is very mobile yeah. phone, which I hate. I yeah. hate that shit. Yeah, Man, so yeah. There's we'll there's job boards and there's there's bounties and they reset every so often and yeah, that's I don't, I don't there, there's I mean, definitely for a quadruple A seventy dollar <laughs> game. There's it is filled with microtransactions. Yeah. So I, mean, I recommend waiting for a big price drop or uh, do the Ubisoft Plus, which is like fifteen bucks, mm-hmm. and like play it for like a month and then. You'll be done. <laughs> I mean, I never minded. I think the first game, I could, the first console game I can remember having real world timers in it was an Assassin's Creed game. It was ever whatever one you could. You went to some oh. little mission board and you sent your assassins out on a mission, and then in like six hours in real time, they would come back and have completed the mission. Mm. It may have been Black Flag. Like obviously, it was nothing yeah. like you know how over the top that stuff can be in console games now. But like you know, knowing knowing that this game is a lot more viable single player, and you can just play it as like a single player Ubisoft explore points on a map game. It actually makes me a lot more excited about it. I mean, I kind of written the game off. So, mm-hmm, you know, me too. I think yeah. um I think I want to check it out now. Like I'll try to do this as homework for next game scoop. I will try. 
it's just like there's just a lot going on in our yeah. game worlds right now and so <laughs> yes. it, it does it does look like worth my time like i, I want to check it out 2024 it's off to a huge start yeah no lots kidding. of games to play man that, that's good because there's no more coming out according to sunny <laughs> oh good <laughs> Okay, and of course, recently, Hideo Kojima uh, revealed that after once he gets Death Stranding 2 out the door, he's going to return to the uh, action espionage genre with a new game called, its uh, working title is Fizzent, and it's more than just a game, it's a game and a movie, and all will be revealed in time, and blah, blah, blah. So recently, he had, a, he had an interesting quote this week, uh, I guess this is on his YouTube channel in a video, he said, uh, if your mother walks in on you playing Fizzent, uh, this new action espionage game, she'll think you're watching a movie. And so I was wondering, like, what age does Hideo Kojima think his audience is? Because in order for your mom to walk in on you, I think you'd almost surely have to be living at home. Yep. <laughs> so what What does this comment mean? If, For example, if my mom walked in on me playing a video game, that means she broke into my house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she might already think it's a movie, too. Yeah. Well, also, why single out mom? Like, what if dad walked in on you? He would get it, but dumb I mean, mom thinks it's a movie. <laughs> I mean, Sam does have a point, though. If I was playing Fizzit and my mom walked in, first off, I'd be like, why are you in California? That's yeah. weird. And then the next sentence would be like, oh, what movie are you watching? So, like, he does have a point. <laughs> There's, uh, I, I think, like, it's, it's you know, in – Hideo Kojima's mind, it's obviously like my first leap there was at everybody's that it looks so realistic and cinematic, whatever. But also it probably means it's just a bunch of celebrities, right? Like yeah. that's like, that's mm. like what I, when I thought about this more, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. it's just going to be a bunch of very recognizable people, yep. which is like totally what he does now too, which is funny. That's true. I, I think, is... I think that, I think that quote has been sort of blown out of proportion a little bit. And the original, like, when he first said, like, it's part game, part movie, I took that to mean, you know, Kojima's doing some new media thing and mixing live action with gameplay. But I don't think I think he's this is just his way of saying he's making a very cinematic game, just like Metal Gear yeah. was always very cinematic. Like, yeah, we're going back opinion, to locked cameras, right? Yeah. Like, I think that this is just kind of a nothing. I think it's just I think yeah. it's just, you know, his way of saying that I'm I'm making a Metal Gear style game. Mm hmm. Well, even right now with uh, Overdose, right? You look at Death Stranding 2 and you're like, yep, these are these are celebrities, but this is very much a video game where it's like with Overdose, the jury's still out if those are just like filmed celebrities or if that's like in-game anything because it was just people talking to a camera. Mm -hmm. You guys realize that Fizzent probably, Fizzent the full name because it has a, a period at the end of it, like an abbreviation. So what's mm -hmm. it abbreviating? Abbreviated? Or maybe it's just a full stop. Yeah, I can't Fizzent go, full I can't stop. Go <laughs> uh yeah I, what was the game Shit. quantum break that's yep. the one where it was yeah. like it was what a television show and a video mm -hmm. game like mm -hmm. yeah, yep. i don't know it'd be cool if kojima was doing something like that but i i suspect nah mm -hmm. do it the alan wake 2 route though because that was like it's kind of annoying that you'd be playing quantum break and it's like now here's here's a 20 minute television episode <laughs> where it's like alan wake was just like sometimes it was live action sometimes it wasn't I think where Metal Gear ended up is so much better than where it started. And I'm a little bit worried that it's going to go back to be more like where it started because where it ended up was like having every single G.I. Joe toy and, and play set and then like running into, you know, bases and infiltrating them and stealing a bunch of stuff like by parachute. It, it's like to totally insane, you know, and like I don't really want to seek around facilities Deus Ex style anymore. I kind of want to do the Metal Gear Solid okay. 5 thing. Well, good news. There's no Deus Ex game coming. No, there's definitely no Deus Ex nope. game either. <laughs> but I, Not I, even a lot to talk about it. <laughs> oh, man, look how good this is. Look how good this is. I Remember know. this game? No. Yeah. Is this 5? Yeah. 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 Yeah, 5 is very good. Okay, show and tell. Uh, you, you may have remembered um, that spiritual successor to the terrible Legend of Zelda games on uh, CDI that yeah. called Arzette. It's finally out this week. And Limited Run Games actually sent me a little package here. For Arzette, the full title is The Jewel of Faramore. And I thought this was kind of interesting. So they sent me this, and when you open it... Cool. What? Whoa, it just it just whoa. starts it just starts playing the trailer with sound. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. That's great. Yeah, 
Oh, that looks just like those games. Yeah, it does look great. just like those games. Yeah. And then also came with a compact disc, which I don't know. It yeah. says a demonstration disc. I don't know if it's like a, is it a demo disc? I don't know. I can't play a compact disc in my house anymore. Yeah, I know. I, I don't say, have anything. I'll play that. And there are, are some other set. That thing? These are pogs. If anyone remembers pogs. Okay. They know what they're doing. I love, I mean, yeah. the thing is like people don't have nostalgia or like even like in a bad, like so bad it's good way for those Zelda C- CDI games. They just hate them. Like well, that's the thing. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. nobody has actually played them, right? right. No uh, one had a CDI. They've all watched they just, the angry video game yeah, nerd episodes exactly. of them. Wait, wait, David, David <laughs> yes. was yeah. that the, was that the end of your package? No, there's a little bit more. Okay. Is there a big thing more? Yep. You want to see it? Okay. Okay, no, no, I, I got the same package, so I wanted to make sure you got it, too. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we we're saying no one had a CDI, no one actually played these games. They just became infamous in the early days of internet and YouTube uh, with people like the angry video game nerd. Um, but so that's why they sent along with this. This is a recreation of the controller for yeah. the CDI. <laughs> like, I have Dude, no idea. This is how you played games on the CDI. Just in case you poured a bowl of cereal and you you don't have a clean spoon around. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it, feels, it feels terrible. <laughs> it feels really bad. But was, I don't even know. Was the idea with the system you could play games with one hand? I don't even know. Yeah. Because there's a, was, like a deep a pad in the middle, but you can't hit a jump button at the same time. I mean, well, it's because, it's because everything's selecting menus on a CD-ROM. Yeah. But this yeah. is a platformer. This game is a platformer outside of those yeah. animated well, cutscenes. Uh, so that's, that's an important thing to mention is the cutscenes and the packaging and positioning of Arzette is, you know, it's very much like, remember these old Zelda CDI games. But the Zelda CDI games were not 2D platformers like this. So, like, okay. the, actu- the actual gameplay of Arzette is its own, you know, it's it's a 2D platformer. It's its own thing. Okay, I thought that part was also a recreation. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah so the it's, it's the like worst way to play center. a platformer. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the CDI was like, it was like there's like a Jurassic Park game. and There's a bunch of games, but they were all like point and click games. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the point of that controller. Yeah, it was know, like that terrible. system was really touted as like a multimedia system. If you remember that mm-hmm. term being hot and, you know, it'd be just probably likely that you'd get, I don't, what was it called? Like, you know. Corel Encyclopedia or whatever, you know, for for it as, that you would a, a Zelda game. Uh, and then it's funny, all the press material, you know, even though everyone knows what this is, they can't say the word Zelda in any of this or Nintendo mm-hmm. or anything. So they just talk about uh, notoriously uh, famous CDI games. What what was the first? What it's good, Magna Carta? Is that what it was called? The what? earliest CD-ROM encyclopedia. Do you remember Probably. that? Like schools all got that. I believe it was called Magna Carta. It sounds right. And you could, you know, it had like, many, it was like over a hundred digitized images. Was there two Zelda CDI games? Or three? Yes, three. there's Wand of Gamelon. Three. There's three mm-hmm. of them? There's I three, because there's two side-scrolling ones. I was going to say, I think and, I'm wrong. I think at least at least one of them did have side-scrolling gameplay in it. There's two of them. Wand of Gamelon was the only top-down one where you played a Zelda. Okay. I just the don't remember them like being as, as smooth yeah, I, as this game. And so yeah, I don't know if you, yeah. I, I strike I from the record I what I said before. I think they did have. It's m- been a long time since I've looked these up. Game I have game. no idea how you would play a platformer <laughs> with this. There's a pad in the middle, three buttons on top. And then down below, there's an L, B, and R buttons. And then three more buttons below it that just have symbols above them. So Can you <laughs> hold it on you, its side? <laughs> what was that? No. You just hold it on its side. It's like the Intellivision controller. You hold hold it outside, it becomes a D-pad, and you just got some cramped buttons to hit. <sighs> Feel it still feels really bad. <laughs> well, yeah, but you you owned a CDI, so you should feel bad. Yeah. I have a <laughs> question though. The time. For, from the start of this, if you put a music compact disc in your PS5, does it work? Like if you just have a CD of man, music? that is that is a journey I went on recently, and really? I. You know, it was, yeah, it was to play a, a burn CD, which is already problematic, right? Because those things are mm-hmm. getting significant bit rot now. And it was like to recover some songs that uh, somebody I know was, had recorded. And I was like, I don't have a CD player in my house. Like, that's really a problem, right? And so I went and I, and, like, I don't have a conclusion to the story because I still, I, I was unable to play this. I don't know. Why, but I had to, no, I'm never going to continue it because this was months okay. ago. Okay. But uh, I did have to. I did have to. Da- I tried to download like a compact disc player 
or, you know, the Xbox series or I forget which one I was doing it on. And like that didn't do it. And then like, there was no natural way to do it. Like basically as I, I could be wrong, but I could not figure out how to play a music CD in a contemporary game system, which is total madness. I remember, I mean, I vaguely remember we talked about this on scoop years hmm. ago. I think it was for the PS4 and Xbox one of like, you know, they have to pay, they have to pay money in order for them to play DVDs or CDs. And then they stopped, you know, Hmm. they stopped paying the consortium of whatever companies like allow that stuff. And Hmm. then, you know, that's like me trying to remember a conversation we had like, you know, seven years ago, but I think that, yeah, that's the case. As far as I know, I think that they don't always have media players in them anymore. Well, if I find a in? music, if I if I find a music CD one day, I'll put it in my PS5 and I'll see what. Well, the, I actually I do have a conclusion to the story that I did remember just now that I I haven't heard the CD that I needed to play yet. Um, but my the person that needs to hear it is coming to town, so I can't wait to figure this out. But my car actually has mm-hmm. a CD player in it, and I didn't <laughs> realize that for years of Whoa. owning the car that it was just in there because you know it has blue. Uh, what is it called? Uh, it has Bluetooth? Bluetooth and everything, so it's like you know. Yeah. It has a million ways to listen to music, but like it does have a slot and I didn't even see it. Like I didn't even notice it was there, but it's there, you know? So it's really funny. Yeah. I could listen. I think most cars still have CD players. I got a Tesla in 2019. It doesn't obviously, but my new new car is a Toyota and it does not have a CD player. Mm, Mine's a Toyota also. So they must have switched over. It's just Apple, Apple CarPlay, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Brady. And I believe Brady is their first name, so probably not Tom Brady. Mm. Although we know uh-huh. Tom Brady is a big fan of the show. Thanks for listening, Tom. Yeah, we can, we, we'll <laughs> never know for sure. Wait, hold on. What? What is this? How Tom Brady, this? He's, one of the, he's one of the Brady bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. I know football. <laughs> but like, why, why do we think he's a Game Scoop fan? He's he writes in. Jokes. He's. I mean, it's just. It's kind of an open secret <laughs> that he's big Tony style. Big, big Tony style. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let the questioning begin. Uh, does the main character in this game wear a hat? No. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah. Is this game primarily multiplayer focused? No. Hmm. Uh, is this game exclusive to any platforms? No. Did this game come out in the 70s, 80s, or 90s? No. You got a Mark era game. Yeah, clearly. But the first three questions did not really help us that much. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a multi-platform game. Yeah. Well, single doesn't have multiplayer in it. What's and the no game hats. that we asked about last week that we could get in one question? Oh, yeah. Does it have ducks in it? We could have we could have gotten that, so we gotta come up with our next doesn't have ducks in it. Um yeah. let's see. Uh is this uh playable on the contemporary systems, including Switch? Yes, that's five. Ooh. Did this game originally come out within the last five Console years? Cycles. Yeah. Within the last five years? Yes. No. But it's open, but it's playable in, on modern consoles. Yeah, because backwards compatibility or, or is it on Switch? Yes. Okay, so an earlier Switch game. Yeah, but it's multi-platform. Mm-hmm. Wolfenstein. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking Wolfenstein could be Doom. Uh, is this an indie game? Yes. Like Binding of Isaac or something. Like that. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, was this game made in Japan? No. Is it a roguelike? No. That's ten. Is it a Metroidvania? Yes. Uh, could be, uh, I think it's uh, Hollow Knight. Ori? I think it's Hollow Knight. Yeah. Oh, it could be Hollow Knight. Could be Ori. Is Ori find out the, it's a side scroller. It's Ori on the. Is this sl- game about bugs. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> We got it, everybody. Yeah. Wait, what it, is it? It's Hollow Knight. It's the hollowest night oh. of all. Is this Hollow Knight? 
Is that oh, your are guess? You not sure when you asked the question. Wait, hold on, hold on. No. Does this game have a does this game have a, a sequel that's long in the making but hasn't come out yet and doesn't have a release date? I wonder if it could be like it, Axiom or if, something. If it does, Mark, it hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, so it's not Silk Song. Hold on. What, 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 wait, he said he said yes. It's about bugs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many Metroidvanias about bugs? It's could a different bug Metroidvania. Ori Ori has bugs. But it's Ori. It's on not the about Switch? bugs. Ori's on Switch. What? But that's a Microsoft. It's not game. about bugs. Microsoft games will never come to the Switch, <laughs> <laughs> except for those ones. <laughs> mm. So not made is, in Japan. Is this game known for its art style? Hmm. Probably okay, not. It's not. It's not Ori. So Metroidvania. We have I mean, everything yeah. we need here. <laughs> I mean, yep. it's not a roguelike, so it's not just Dead like Cells. the rebels at the end of the Last Jedi. <laughs> we have Sorry, Resistance. What about? Oh, what about? Uh, what, what was that pinball game? The uh, pinball Yokai's oh, Watch. Yeah, Ro- no. Yoku's Island yeah. Express. Yeah. Oh, right. That's the one. Yeah. Is that about bugs? Yeah, it's about so. a dung, dung beetle, and it's a Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay. A, it's a pinballvania. Is this is this a pinballvania? <laughs> yes. Hey. Oh, there we go. There we go. Is it Yoku's, Yoku's Island, Express? Island Express? It is Yoku's Island Express. Woo. What a game! Hey. Yeah. 2018 game. Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Developed by v- Villa Gorilla in Sweden and published by Team Seventeen. I want to look oh, up. So it seems like it's almost time for another Yoku, right? That's what that's why I said it's been so long and they haven't released anything else. So maybe they are working on a sequel. That would be cool. Oh, yeah. Did they, I love so, it. So, yeah, that's so long ago. Yeah. I didn't remember. I really like that game. I, I didn't yeah. know that that was the studio. Like, have they made anything else since then? That's why I said it. it was just saying no. Their website oh. is just this game. <laughs> wow. Bummer, man. Yeah, very Not- cool game. I was actually kind of surprised that we has not have not had it on 20 questions before. Yeah, I mean, and like, yeah, I mean, it, it would be a kind of a difficult game if we not kind of hit those, the, the Metroidvania early on, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, asking if it was I about bugs actually was a big help, even though it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that. that's funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is a game This came out the launch year of the Switch and like a year know, after. I, but yeah, well, like, OK, yeah, in the launch, like sort of window and like. That's probably why I played it. I think that's why a lot of mm-hmm. people played it. Like if that, if this exact same game comes out in 2024, it's like, I probably don't play it. You know, I got mm, other stuff maybe, going on. Yeah. So it's like, there's certain games that sometimes catch just because they're early in a console's life cycle. And you know, it's great. So it's just nice mm-hmm. when that can happen. It's a good looking yeah, game too. And I was say, now that I'm seeing this for the first time in a long time, I, it, it does have a cool art style. So maybe, maybe that was part yeah. of the appeal. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, thank you for the challenge. Thank you for the suggestion. Probably not Tom Brady. Viewers and listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. And that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Jobert working behind the scenes, making this episode possible. If you're in the US here, you probably have a long weekend. So everyone uh, stay safe and uh, enjoy yourselves and play some fun games. I'm going to play Helldivers 2 and, or, and uh, Lara Croft or Tomb Raider 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. My name is Damon. And this is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out. When can we talk about because I love it. Me too. It's so good. I think it's uh, the 22nd is the review embargo. Next yes, week. We yeah. That. So next week we can talk about it.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.